Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 36. In the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. Then the king of Assyria sent his field commander with a large army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. When the commander stopped at the aqueduct at the upper pool on the road to Launderer's Field, Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder, went out to him. The field commander said to them, Tell Hezekiah, this is what the great king, the king of Assyria, says. On what are you basing this confidence of yours? You say you have counsel and might for war, but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending that you rebel against me? Look, I know you're depending on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff which pierces the hand of anyone who leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him. But if you say to me, we're depending on the Lord our God, isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar? Come now, make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can put riders on them. How then can you repulse one officer of the least of my master's officials, even though you're depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen? Furthermore, have I come to attack and destroy this land without the Lord? The Lord himself told me to march against this country and destroy it. Then Eliakim, Shebna, and Joah said to the field commander, Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, since we understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew within the hearing of the people on the wall. But the commander replied, Was it only to your master and to you that my master sent me to say these things, and not to the people sitting on the wall, who, like you, will have to eat their own excrement and drink their own urine? Then the commander stood and called out in Hebrew, Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver you. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says, The Lord will surely deliver us. This city will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah. This is what the king of Assyria says. Make peace with me and come out to me. Then each of you will eat fruit from your own vine and fig tree and drink water from your own cistern until I come and take you to a land like your own, a land of grain and new wine, a land of bread and vineyards. Do not let Hezekiah mislead you when he says, The Lord will deliver us. Have the gods of any of the nations ever delivered their lands from the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arphad? Where are the gods of Shepharim? Have they rescued Samaria from my hand? Who of all the gods of these countries have been able to save their lands from me? 
How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? But the people remained silent and said nothing in reply, because the king had commanded, Do not answer him. Then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the recorder, went to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him what the field commander had said. And so these events within this chapter that are taking place happened after the fall of the northern kingdom. And so approximately somewhere between 701 and 722 B.C., uh, these events are unfolding when Assyria comes to the very gates of Jerusalem. If you want to see a parallel account of the things that are being spoken of here in Isaiah, you can look in 2 Kings uh, chapter 18, 19, and 20. gives some more details and backstory on some of what's taking place. But what's happening here is that Hezekiah is the king of Judah. The northern kingdom has already fallen. And Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, attacked Judah and captured all of the the major fortified cities with the exception of Jerusalem. So Assyria sent their field commander to Jerusalem to request surrender, essentially. And so um, uh, verse 2, the king of Assyria sent his field commander with a large army from Lachish, which was a city that had fallen, to King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. And uh, then the administrators of the city came out to meet with the field commander of Assyria. And so the field commander said to them, tell Hezekiah, and then he begins to give a, a long spiel. This is what the great king of Assyria says. You know, you're, you're basing your confidence on Egypt. Egypt can't help you. Well, in point of fact, um, the Lord had cautioned Judah not to try and make an alliance with Egypt for their protection, that they were to look to the Lord um, and not to Egypt. So our assumption is that Hezekiah did not um, do what he's being accused of there. But the next part, Hezekiah is definitely, I won't say guilty of, but he's definitely relying on his relationship with Yahweh. And so the, the Assyrian commander says, if you say to me, we're depending on the Lord our God, isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed? Well, indeed, Hezekiah removed high places and altars, but those that he removed were not authorized places of worship. The authorized place of worship was in Jerusalem. And so Hezekiah tore down the centers of worship to the other gods and areas that were not condoned by the one true God, Yahweh, the God of heaven. So the questioning of Hezekiah's relationship with the Lord really had no merit but it was probably due to a lack of understanding among the Assyrians. In all of this, apparently, um, the guy is trying to make a case that Yahweh himself is against Hezekiah. And he says these words, The Lord himself told me to march against this country and destroy it. Well, friends, that is uh, blasphemous. You know, to question Hezekiah's relationship with the Lord is one thing, but then to lie and say that Yahweh had directed Assyria to destroy uh, Jerusalem was just an, a lie. And whether, um, you know, some spirit had placed that within the king of Assyria's heart or the heart of the field commander, we can't say. 
but the words were just not true. And so at this point, the Jewish officials tried to keep the negotiations quiet. They said, please speak to your servants in Aramaic since we understand it. Don't speak to us in Hebrew in the hearing of the people on the wall. So obviously everybody that could get to the wall to try and listen, this this concerned them. And uh, this field commander was speaking in Hebrew. And the commander responded by speaking even louder in Hebrew. He stood and called out in Hebrew and said various things, but including blasphemy of the living God of Israel. In verse 15, he said, Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says the Lord will surely deliver us. Verse 18, Do not let Hezekiah mislead you when he says the Lord will deliver us. Have any of the gods of any of the nations ever delivered their lands from the hands of the king of Assyria? And the answer to that is the gods of the nations are not the one true God. And no, to this point, no God had stood up against Assyria and delivered their people. But Assyria had not yet uh, transgressed the will of Yahweh, which he is now confronting. Continuing with the blasphemous diatribe from the commander, verse 20, Who of all the gods of these countries has been able to save their lands from me? How then can the Lord deliver Jerusalem from my hand? And friends, um, sadly, he's going to find out exactly how um, very soon, but not in this chapter. During all this, the the Jewish people on the walls remained silent. And then um, uh, the administrators, Eliakim, Shibna, and uh, Joah, went back to report to Hezekiah and uh, told him what the field commander had said. So we'll resume the, the story in chapter 37. But I want to back up. This field commander questioned Hezekiah's relationship with the Lord. Hezekiah, in his own heart, might have been questioning his reliance on the Lord, but he knew that, in fact, he was depending on the Lord for deliverance. And so the the people had been told by Hezekiah and by his officials that the Lord will deliver us. And so the king of Assyria is, in a way, acting as an agent of Satan, trying to undermine Hezekiah's faith in Yahweh and the, the Jewish people's faith in Yahweh. But it isn't, uh, it isn't working. And as we'll see in a few uh, more chapters, Hezekiah's trust is in the Lord, and uh, the people place their trust appropriately in the living God of Israel. So, Lord, um, we recognize that unbelievers blaspheme sometimes you, the living God. You're unlike the so-called gods of other religions and gods of other nations. You are the God of heaven. You're the God of earth. You're the one true God, creator of all things. And, Lord, we put our trust and our faith in you. It is right that we're depending on you, the Lord our God. And so, Lord, may that never be shaken. No matter what our circumstances are, may we continually put our trust in you. We pray these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. 
Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.